Welcome to the Innovation Room. If you're a business leader, a change champion, or someone who wants to feel a little closer to how digital transformation is changing the world, put your smartphone aside, sit back, and indulge in the world of software, the world of endless possibilities. Hi, I'm Oliver Matthews, the Commercial Director here at Geeks, and I'm joined by our CEO and co-founder, Samaya, and also one of our office dogs, Daisy. Uh, and today we're going to explore, three of us, the, the idea of digital transformation. We spend a lot of our time talking about this topic uh, with our clients, uh, and so we're going to dig into a little bit about what does it actually mean, um, how do you communicate the whole concept and journey to the key stakeholders in, uh, in your world, and what does it really take to be successful? So, Samaya, you and I spend a lot of our time speaking with clients and prospective clients uh, and people sort of out there in the world. And the broad topic of digital transformation keeps coming up in lots of different ways. Before we dig into the ins and outs, the whys, the hows, what, do we both agree that there is no company that has a choice about whether to embrace technology, that they all not just should but have to? I might be a bit biased about that, but I completely agree because we have passed the point of mm. no return. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say we are not discussing should you embrace technology. We are not mm. discussing should you embark on a digital transformation journey. It's about how can you make it a successful journey rather than mm. should I start the journey. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. What do you think the reasons are, actually? Or what are the reasons that you, that you hear about those companies that are still unsure? Because I know from my side, it's almost this feeling that actually it's, it's, it's too big. This whole idea of digital transformation is too big and they don't know where to start. Part of it, I think, I would say part of it is the words or the buzzwords in the industry. Like yeah. digital trans- transformation is a scary word. Yeah. For so many people, because it sounds big, it yeah. sounds expensive, yes. it yes. sounds a lot of change, it sounds painful, yeah. and it sounds long-winded. Whereas, yes. uh, I think if you if you probably think about it as an um, evolution, mm-hmm. then it is bound to happen over time, and you won't invest everything in one go at the beginning. So it would be like the investment would be gradual. So everything becomes less scary. I think it's a lot of it is about unknown. It's about the scale of it. It's about you're running a business anyway. And some of it for some some industries, like we talk about mm. legal, yeah. <laughs> some of it is about why should we? Like everything, like yeah. we've worked this way for so many years. No one is interrupting us. No no one is disrupting us. So some of it is ignorant, I would say. Yeah, that actually, you know, as you were saying, I was just thinking, and this, I'm not sure if this entirely makes sense, but think it's one of those uh, evolutions like you say where it's very much driven by either forces from outside of the industry and therefore an, an industry is like well hang on who are you to tell us how to change and or it's driven by actually younger voices within an industry whereas maybe a lot of industries evolve based upon insight from the experienced end of the sector telling the youngers, oh, we've been doing this for however long, this is the best practice now. Mm-hmm. Where actually, a lot of this tech innovation disruption is coming from a younger point of view. And a lot of the early adopters who really embrace technology in their day-to-day lives are younger as well. So that's quite a 
challenge. Both aspects are correct. Yeah. I think both aspects apply. Um, think about, and you always, you always use the uh, very prominent examples um, that some SMEs might find it hard to relate to, but mm. these are the examples everyone everyone knows. So think about Tesla, think about Elon Musk coming from kind of pure tech background into the mm. industry that he doesn't have any experience prior. Yeah. And it's a very established industry, very, very big players. Yeah. And then he just disrupt the industry with use of technology and the yeah. way he thinks and his approach is different. Mm. A lot of people outside the industries, because of the power of technology, they yeah. can think differently and they can try yeah. different ways and they would they would disrupt the very very established industries really easily but also we are at a tipping point with generational changes yes. so we are having gen z's coming and you hear me talking mm. about it all the time about gen <laughs> z's and what you do with them in workplace but one of the very key mm -hmm. prominent element of gen z they are technology native yeah their expectation of a workplace is very, very different even from us, millennials. Yes. Um, so they, they, yeah. they see technology as the default. They would be like, what? They, don't, they haven't yeah. seen like a lot of... I don't think they can work with paper at all. They understand. No, yeah, no. And, it's, <laughs> and it's this weird, weird thing as well, I think, where actually those, that, that generation who are becoming a larger and larger percentage of the workforce as well, They are so used to, in so many aspects of their day-to-day -day life, using a digital device, from checking train times to ordering a season ticket to Uber to pizza to friends to dating, whatever it is, managing their money, it happens on the device. And normally on their phone, not even laptop, but just yeah. the phone. So then there's quite a jarring experience then from when they go into a company. And they have to request near. getting code from, from three suppliers to yeah. do something. And what they get is like paper yeah. or email yeah. with no structure yeah. or, or a very outdated kind of portal to yes. go to if they get a portal. Yeah. So yeah, many businesses yeah, yeah, don't yeah. even have. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there is there that like that's that's external element of like the younger generation coming to the yeah, workforce. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a very important factor in the next five years. And so thinking thinking about that internal group of stakeholders, I guess they can be both internal and external if they're your customers. For those who are starting off on that digital transformation journey, whatever that means for them. Where are you seeing the successful companies or the successful initiatives start from? What drives that initial success? How do you set it up right? We, we keep talking about there are many different elements to a successful digital transformation. Mm. But if we, if we want to, if you pick the biggest, from my point of view, would be the communication. How mm. do you communicate with your team, board, customers, what is it that you're going to do as yeah. your digital transformation yeah. um, initiative? Or how do you communicate the progress? Or how do you communicate that the investment you have made is on the mm. right track? It is mm. generating the right type of return. And how can you do it effectively and efficiently? <laughs> so if the project has to fail, it fails fast. Yes. So you can pick it yes. up. You can learn the lessons and pick it up. So I think yes, definitely set the scene from the beginning. Yeah, is very is the biggest. I I, I would definitely agree with that, Comms. And I think that's that that Comms point of view is is critical all the way through. And I think actually sometimes maybe it's because it's it's this people have got this misconception that it's it, it's 
digital transformation. And I've seen the Matrix and it all looks very futuristic. So this is all brand new. So they almost forget the good old fashioned ways Basics. of good project <laughs> management and good strategy. That actually comes back to being really clear about where you are now, where you want to get to communicating that to people along the way. Yes, some of the, the tangibles you create will be different, but the underlying theory and process is still exactly the same. And this is where I always, I always get maybe a little bit frustrated, a little bit confused and sort of uh, amazed about when people forget to focus on the actual problem they are trying to solve or the opportunity they're trying to create. They fall into that trap, I think, of, well, we're going to update our systems because yeah. newer systems will be better than older ones because yeah. they have more functionality and da, 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 da. They get bogged down to the what. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or Rather than take... how. <laughs> Rather yeah, yeah, yeah. than the, the, the type of interesting um, meetings and conversations we have mm. with the clients that start always with, yeah. why do you want to do this? Yeah. Like, let's step back. Let's look at what, what your world, your business look like today. And what do you want it to look like? And then when you get them to define mm. and picture that today and tomorrow, then the first problem shows itself. There are competing yeah. priorities. Yes. There are so many things to be done. There yeah. is competition between different departments, mm. between different teams, between the customer and the operation team, between the logistics and yeah. um, HR. There is so many priority yeah. competition in every business. Yeah. Um, so unless you... <laughs> You define those, you acknowledge that exist, then you're not taking the first step of solving solving the problem of how to make it a successful journey. I mean, we're just going to keep agreeing, which is quite boring. But um, I, I think not necessarily people disagreeing with that importance of prioritizing, but almost but saying, I don't know how to do it. Because sometimes it's really hard to find a consistent way to prioritize different functions, different problems, different opportunities, stakeholder groups, whatever it is. And so I think that's that's a really interesting area. I know we've been focusing on that as a business, but I think that's a really interesting area is how do you quantify the status quo now so that you can prioritize effectively? And you can actually say, yes, we should invest here because that's going to lead to X amount of time improvement or Y pounds or whatever it is. For us at Gix, that's one of the most topics of disagreements yeah. and debates yeah. <laughs> when, when we decide, when we discuss which of our own digital transformation initiatives takes priority and takes the resources. And it's because yes. as a business, especially the SMEs, the scale of SMEs, you want to do so much. There is so much opportunity. There is so much challenge. And you want to solve all of them. You want to, you want to invest in, in all that. You don't want to miss any opportunity. So it's really, really hard to say no and to pick one mm. over the other. What we try to do ourselves, what we try to advise mm. to the client is to try to make it data driven. Try to pick a source of data that would back your decision, your intuition. Yeah. We don't want you to lose as a business leader, yeah, to lose yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your intuition and, and your gut feel. Yeah. But let's back it up with data. And sometimes you realize we know we have to do this, but we don't even have the data in place to be able to back it. So that would become the yeah. first step of, okay, how can we, where, where, where is that data in the business? Where can we go and find and collect that data? Yeah that we can then use to show this is where we are today. We, we want to increase sales by, mm. and sales is a really, yes. you know, every business has it. it's <laughs> yeah. a bad example, but it's, it's the data that shows you, the data you yeah. have that shows you 
this is the right decision to make, this is the right area to invest? I mean, you're right, sales is quite binary in a way, but even there, there's the nuance as well, isn't it? Because we have these discussions all the time. It's about how can you understand your sales numbers and how can you forecast and predict what activities today are going to lead to what peaks or troughs in a month, three months' time. Yeah. That keeps being one of the really interesting topics that I know comes up in a lot of my conversations, actually, is what's the right data to gather and how do you organise it? Because every organisation has far too much data. They have, and I keep uh, in my conversations with different different industries. It's so interesting to see how much they don't know how much data they have yes. and how much data yeah. they are sitting on. Yeah. Um, so speaking to the legal sector, because I'm very interested at the moment in the legal sector and what tech is gonna is gonna do to them. Pieces of data, Daisy. There is a dog down there, by the way. <laughs> Pieces of data, um, like how often do you interact with, with, yeah. your, with your clients and what type of services they, do, they talk to you about. This is a lot of data that they mm. have that they don't proactively. When is the last time your lawyer proactively yeah. came to you and said, actually, I think you, you need advice on this or actually, what do you yeah. think of that? But I think, you know, that, that proactiveness in yeah. trying to create and it's not about increasing sales. It's yeah. about creating a better experience for your clients, yes. not waiting for them to come to you. You showing them you know yes. them so much, especially in the in the tra- in the consultative kind yeah. of sales that you know them so much, yeah, yeah. you know their business so much that you can be proactive about what you yeah. can help them with. Um, so I think that's that's that. Where is the data? How do you collect that data? Yeah. Thinking about different aspects of data is not just about a very obvious ones. It's about the ones that impact different aspects of the business. Like there are there are very intangible ones, like morale. Like how do you okay, know yeah, yeah. certain processes in your business? How do you know what's the impact of those processes yeah. and how they're being carried? Yeah. What's the impact of them in the in the morale of the staff or the morale or loyalty of your customers? I was reading something recently that was saying um, that there's been, I can't remember the exact number, a lot of money invested in new software systems throughout 2020 because of the COVID pandemic. You know, companies trying to make it easier for employees to work from home or to capture information that previously was more exchanged in meetings, but now had to be in a system because people weren't together. But lots of money invested. But that actually there'd been a big increase in the number of employees who were then turning around saying, I am spending more time than ever on low value admin than the higher value customer experience activities that I used to. So even there was that idea of tech systems, that should be a good thing. If we automate that, that's a good thing. But actually it wasn't understanding what's the business goal we're trying to achieve What's the data we really need to understand and get hold of? And it was forcing processes on without asking people what was their day-to-day like now and how can we change it? And it's leading to, you know, at the end of the day, in these companies, the customer is getting less value, less experience, less interaction with with the sort of the employees from the brand, all because of a, not necessarily a knee-jerk reaction, but, but a sort of specious reasoning almost in a way, going, well, look, we need to automate this, software can do it, therefore we should buy that software. Most of the time that comes, that that is dictated to the mm. to the business owners or, or the leadership team by whoever shouts the loudest. Yes. By who enjoys the most fanciest uh, or the most famous kind of piece of software that yeah, somebody else yeah. is using or another company is yeah. using that they have seen. Whereas most of the time, 
what we implement mm. is a very end of the line kind of decision that you yeah. make why we are implementing what is it that we are trying to achieve with implementing this new initiative is far more important and how we are going to measure it is far more important than what is it that we are measuring are we building a new software are we buying a new software yeah. are we um subscribing to a new software that most of the time that doesn't matter unless yeah. you have a really good clear answer yeah. to why you're doing it and is everyone on the same page that's what we are trying to do or why we are yeah. trying to do this and then what is the kind of metrics that we are we are going to use what yeah. are the KPIs we are going to use to measure yeah. how do we know we have successfully implemented it once you have those in place then Com- communicating it with the board is easy put yes. it on two slides this is what we are going to do this is how we are going to measure it yeah. this is the numbers today this is the numbers we are getting to this is how much investment we need mm. and then you can you can measure it um, along the way so if the initiative is six months you can measure it as you're going yeah, yeah, yeah. if you do it in an agile short cycle and, and you know you, you bring that you bring that point up about sort of the the methodology there almost and I think that aspect of digital transformation I think quite a few people have to learn about how do we deliver this because I think a lot of people's experience of software projects someone's gone away or maybe they've had a few interviews internally and done some some requirement gathering they've gone off and behind closed doors they've made a decision and then suddenly there's a new system that you have to use or there's a six months 12 months and there's a big reveal and it's launched and everyone's excited about it and then actually you get going, you're like, oh, this is awful. And this doesn't do what I needed to do, but we've got rid of the system that I kind of knew my way around. Mm-hmm. One of the things I like about the way in which we can use technology nowadays is that you can get information to make the next decision in your strategy, in your implementation really quickly. So you don't have to wait months. You can literally test something, prototype something in a week or in a month, gather the information, gather the user feedback, Go back to stakeholders like the board and say, hey, you know we were doing, we're going to do this, this, and this. We're step one in, we found out this, this, and this, which means we're on the right path or we need to adjust. But you're making that decision along the way. So the board or the management team feel confidence in that. The people, the masses feel like they're being listened to and feel that their needs are being responded to. But that does take a slightly different mentality, I think, in decision makers to be comfortable with that. It is, it is. And that has been, like for us at Geeks, that has been always the vision and the mission to try. All the innovations we have done is about how can we give the customers, our clients, the most confident Mm in them making the decisions that they have to make. Yeah. How, how can we break it? We keep talking about it's a journey. How can we break it in a way mm. that it does actually make it a journey so they can change direction after each milestone, if yeah. you like? Because that's, that's the whole point. If you create a journey that you cannot change direction once yeah. you've started, then that's yeah. not the journey. The whole point yeah. of journey is that you, you can change direction. You can evaluate what has happened and do you want to keep going? Do you want to slightly yeah. move to the right, move to the left? And and that's the whole point of it. So we have done in our strategy design implementation and support, we have done a massive amount of innovation over the years to create technologies that help people to capture the data in whatever stage they are and be able to show that, use that, and then show to the mm. customers' boards that this is what we are doing, bring people on the same page, bring them on board mm. with the minimum investment that can yeah. achieve there. So we want each step of the way to spend as minimum as you can Yeah. 
to get the most value you can. And that doesn't make the whole journey cheap. It just makes yeah. it strategically successful. It de-risks it, doesn't it, though? Very it does so. de-risk it because... I think in some people's minds, it, it comes across as a contradiction, but I don't think it is in any way, shape or form. I think our approach can be heard by some people saying, so you can't tell me exactly what I'm going to get or, or how much it's going to cost. You know, well, no, because what we're not trying to drive towards a particular deliverable. We're trying to solve a particular problem and we want to find the best way or the quickest way, the easiest way to solve the problem. That's the thing that you care about. Mm-hmm. But I think we're so used uh, to that idea of buying a tangible thing that that's what we, and it gives us security. And we can say to a budget committee or a board, we're buying the blue one and yeah. it's going to cost this much and I can be really yeah. clear. It takes courage. Being on yes. a journey takes yes. courage. Yes, that's where the importance of, you know, we talked earlier about the idea of uh, it's important for the company to engage the board and their team and st- you know, external stakeholders. We're, we're often a party in this. It's important for us, I think, to be involved in that as well, not off to one side as a supplier, but actually in there collaboratively as part of the team that's going to exactly. deliver this. If we feel that ownership and engagement in it, we're able to spot opportunities to deliver. This is turning to a sales pitch, but you know, we're able to spot opportunities to deliver. That's what it makes, it makes it exciting. That's why we love working with the with the mid-market, like scale-up kind of SMEs, yeah. because they are courageous because they are not afraid of embarking a journey that is a bit not fully known. Yeah. And they are they are okay with knowing as much as they need to make a decision, not more yes. than that. And yes. that's what I love about the scale-up business yeah. leaders, the ambitious yeah. business leaders, because they don't they don't try to slow everything down and mm. make a huge bureaucracy yes. to Make sure that they have enough evidence and they, they can cover every eventuality yeah, yeah, in, the, yeah, in the process. Yeah. They need to know as a, that's enabling them. That's being, mm. being a partner that is helping them to make a decision. So yeah. give them, we try to give them as much information that they need to be able to make the decision for the next step. And then we yes. keep doing that every step of the way. Which in a nice cycle, that comes back to then the importance of being right up front, being clear about what it is you want to achieve. Yes. Because that decision, no matter how much we try to de-risk it and help clients make it quickly and with good information, if it's not aligned with an initial vig- vision and clarity of what they achieve, that's still difficult. But that's true no matter what. Yes, yes, yeah. definitely. It's, it's, it all goes back to the value of like, digital transformation is like any other change. Yes. <laughs> if yes. you don't know why you're making a change, then don't make it. Like, find yeah. out the why. Are you trying to create more IP in your business? Are you yeah. trying to make it more scalable? Are you trying to make it more efficient? Mm-hmm. And it could be a combination of these. Are you trying to um, stay ahead of the game, ahead of the competition? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to be a thought leadership? Mm-hmm. So there is like, a, and it could be a different elements of each of them. But once you're clear about this, mm-hmm. then you create a priority list. Mm-hmm. Then you pick up the priorities one or two at a time, mm. deliver that, be clear about how we are going to measure, where the data sits, how we can use that data to make it very clear about measuring the initiative, yeah. progress, and then do it in short cycles. So mm. you can you can actually show, and I think that would make any board, any team, any customer mm. confident. These guys know what they're doing. Yeah, and it's inspiring yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Why don't we do this? But if it's a board, why don't we support this yes. kind of mentality as a team 
why don't we become champions of this initiative? Yeah. And as a customer, yeah. I would say they probably think that's how our clients think when when we share what we are doing with them. Is that why don't we do the the yeah. same same yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it that's a type of communication that brings everybody yeah. on board. Make it shared knowledge, make it yeah. being on the same page, collaborative way of getting on the digital transformation journey and showing it is working because we know what we're doing, why we're yeah. doing it and how we're measuring it. On that, you've said the word journey a few times. Does it does it ever end? Because I know from both going through transformations sort of in, in companies myself, but then also speaking with clients as well, there is this concern, there is this worry that actually, how do we know when it's stopped? And we, we're asking our people to change, and change is hard and unsettling. And if there isn't a kind of a line in the sand, we're going, we're going to do digital transformation, and it'll be finished on the 15th of September, and then we can all pause and breathe a sigh of relief. But in my mind, it's a mentality. It's actually journey about innovation as a culture. Journey doesn't end. Yes. Journey is an ongoing process. It, yeah. so for some people, it ends the digital transformation. And that I have seen it ending. And yeah. that's where the team, the business can't produce ideas anymore. Okay. So they, yeah, they, yeah. they get to the end of their creativity. They get yeah. to the end of growth of the business. Yeah. They either lose their vision or they they get tired of mm-hmm. growing the mm-hmm. business or they're just happy to stay where they are. Yeah. So if that's that's the type of, that's the problem in the business, yes, it will end. It, you will get yes. to a point that you don't want to do it anymore. But that's more running out of petrol rather than... Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, for, but for those who keep refreshing themselves, recreating new ideas, recreating the business over and over, like making yeah. the business new versions of the business constantly that's not a journey that finishes because when you do it right when you invest in the right areas the return on investment will fund the future initiatives so to me the best sort of digital transformation investment is the one that is evergreen so you keep you keep earning more money because of what you have done that would fund the future initiatives Yes. And I think as part of that, you kind of touched upon it there, you've you've got to make it possible so that the next person with the idea knows how to share it, how to experiment with it, whatever it might be, so that actually that idea generation shouldn't come from the same two or three people every single time. It actually needs to be a culture where you know how to think in an innovative way, how to get support from the business, how to get budget, how to get resources, whatever it might be, but that actually that, that mentality is sort of, like I say, evergreen. Yeah, yeah, and I think we're getting into into a whole different topic of how do you how your team and it's it's another another topic we should Tune do. In next time. It's right? yeah, it's about how your team grow and evolve as a yes. result of the right type of digital yeah. transformation journey because yeah. that's that's the whole new and I've seen I've seen that in, in a few businesses. Yeah. When their team has been transformed as a result of this. Yeah. Which yeah. is a whole whole different exciting yeah. Yeah, uh, very exciting cool. angle very cool. to, to think about. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the innovation room. Want to learn more about what we do? Or want to be our next guest? Head over to the Geeks website, www.geeks.ltd. We look forward to welcoming you again soon.